Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. What's up, everybody? And thank you for joining us here at the Knife Talk podcast. My name is Marco Malmasi, here with Jeff Fader of Fader Knives and Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives. Uh, we talk knives, we answer questions, we talk about difficult and discuss difficult situations, and we generally just here to help keep you company while if you're a knife maker, if you're hand sanding a knife or grinding a blade, or if you're just driving on your long ass commute to work, we're here for you. So we'd like to kick it off with catching up for with uh with uh, the last week. We're kind of recording actually early this week because uh, Thanksgiving and everything. So by the time this drops, um, we'll see how close we are um, with all. Uh, we'll, we'll be interested to see kind of all the different chaos that's happened over Black Friday <laughs> and Cyber Monday and all the crazy chaos. But anyways, uh, which one of you guys, Craig, you want to chop, uh, chop it up? <laughs> you want to start yeah, kick us chop off? It up. Sure, yeah. It, well, it's been, it's been two weeks for me since last speaking. Um, I was knocked out. Knocked out. Not, uh, it wasn't COVID. Um, it's that rock star just, lifestyle is what it is. Yeah. Oh, maybe. You do too um, much. <laughs> I, li- well, I've had a drink now since way, way over a week. <laughs> but it, it has nothing to do with that. But it was just, um, I'd, I'd lost my voice. Um, my throat was just on fire. Um, it, it felt as if it was, my head was about to explode. Almost like like a terrible headache. And oh, it, it was, I, I was completely knocked out. Um, but then my wife got it as well, and you know we, we've got our, our two little ones. But my wife is pregnant too, so there's obviously risks involved when she gets sick. So yeah, I mean we were all trying to spend the days, and the kids are off school as well. <laughs> it, was, oh. it was just like oh, and amongst all that, where we have to be out of our current house um, a week today. So today is Wednesday, oh um, and yeah, so we've had to get people in to help us pack and move and. The amount of shit we've accumulated since we've been here, you know, we just if there's space, we we fill it basically, and ah, uh, 
So everything is up in the air. I'm still feeling like shit. Um, we got a, this looming deadline of being out of this house. The house we're going to, we've got a team of builders working there. That, it's, it's, uh, I'm just I'm just rambling. But, it's well, just, but this is the most... A, I'm sorry for interrupting, sorry, but you but also have a, you have a... You have a show. You have a show on Friday. We do. Yes, our biggest as well wow. that we've done. There's, there's like 350 people got attending, so it's 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 a big for us. It's huge. So yeah, there's added stress with that. But I mean, I don't think I, there's ever been a, a part of you know any time in my life where things have been this fucking hard. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, it's been it, it is it's just been so so hard. But you know, I, I can't complain. I can't. There's p- people far worse off. Um, but yeah, it's it's been, it's been a rough couple of weeks. That's all basically. But um, well, you sound yeah. great. This well, thank you, thank you. I, I my voice is finally coming back, thankfully. But um, it's it's uh, this will be my last show in where I am in the studio. Um, so tomorrow morning, this this whole room is being ripped down. The partitions are coming back down, and the room is going back to what it was. So. Oh, it's a it's a sad occasion. Yes, <laughs> end of an era. Hmm. This is. I mean, you've only yeah. taken your your pants off once. Only once. Camera, so. Well, only I, once I, on camera that you've seen. That yeah. you, you. I mean, you never see my hand. You know, you never we're, know what I'm doing. You're just hand sanding, right? <laughs> We're gonna, just hand sanded, yeah. yeah. Long strokes. Good, I mean, yeah. we're going to miss the spiders. Remember the spiders? Let's the have spider. A, we have to oh, have yeah. a recap of all the of the things that have happened in that yeah. studio. The spider was one of them. The big giant spider, that was big. My wife's arm, passing a drink in occasionally, yeah. just oh, being yeah. caught on shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's the room where you squeezed pear. <laughs> it is. Pear. It is, yes. All and the memories. I, you know, we haven't chatted since that show. It was no. another good show, wasn't it? The, it was fucking the, good. The Damascus Chef. I, I don't know if you listened to the last... I mean, you weren't on last week's episode, so I don't know why you'd listen anyway. But we were giving you a lot of... Pro- uh, you did a great job. And oh, well, it was... Oh, well, I mean, of course. I mean, you seamlessly got all those people in and out. 13 interviews, at least. 14. We had a, we had, we had a non-invited oh, yeah, that's attendee. Right. That's right. Oh, he was great. He was great. No, but you had handled that. I mean, out, it was amazing. I mean, it was, it was amazing fun. how well you fun. how you orchestrated. You were air traffic control of a very hectic. Damn, still didn't make it easy on you by saying we're sending in like two at a time every 15 minutes. And, you know, and you did yeah. a, we did a great job. Well, you did it, a great job. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Um, so, so yes. So what left? I've got the uh, – my workshop has been packed up tomorrow. Um, so we've got three guys here to do it. And I, I don't want they, they know what they've let themselves in for. They're just three local guys. And we were just like, if you're looking for work, you know, you can come and help. Oh, no. um, they don't know what they're letting themselves in for. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, it's been it's, it's been it's been a, a couple of weeks and there's a couple of weeks left of this. So, yeah, we'll see where we go. We'll so we go. will. Is knife production done for the holiday season for you, or are you going to be able to work? Or well, we moved to a like a, a temp. We're not even moving to our, our house on the first. We're Jesus. moving to a house across the road from there, which we which we have two months. So we've got two months to finish our house now. Um, so we've yeah we've rented this other house just across the road for two months. Um, whilst everything's being finished, because obviously the you know the baby's due in March, so we can't work, we can't you know move into a building site. Right. So the builders are carry on, um, but I've got I've got a very small temporary uh, workshop w- where my stuff is going to, uh, which I can use. 
Um, but um, to be honest with you, I think I think I'm calling it a day until until after Christmas because anything that I sell certainly wouldn't ship in time now for Christmas anyway. Right. Or, you right. know, I couldn't guarantee it. Um, so I think there's so much else going on. I can't really do you know a good job of it. Um, yeah, so th- there's been a few few other things happening as well. So I mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago get, about getting somebody in to help me with admin one day a week. Um, we've soon realized that that needs to be <laughs> every morning for five days a week. What? Um, yes. Wow. Um, it's it's severely held to be back, and I'm, I'm just getting behind on things, and I'm just uh, – it's just, yeah, it's, so so yeah, so Sarah will be working with me um, every day of the week. My Sarah? Um, not your Sarah. Oh, okay. not your Sarah. Um, a different Sarah. <laughs> that would have been awkward if you, if you hadn't have known. <laughs> that would have been um, awkward. Yeah, doing basically just doing all the admin and all the stuff that I don't want to be doing. It's so I can I can just concentrate on you know on, on the actual making of the knives. Um, so yeah, so that's going to be exciting. So that'll be starting in January, um, and I'm yeah, so I'm excited about that. So yeah, it's just been like I'm. It's just it's just a massive change for me at the moment. Everything. I got a couple um, questions for you. Yeah, sure. So the your new recording studio, where are you going to put that? Are you going to put it in the pub? No, no. It's um, it, it's, it's a bit of a weird one. So my my new workshop, <laughs> there's going to be a temporary workshop I'm having. Mm-hmm. Uh, whilst my new workshop is being finished, but in my workshop there's another floor above it. Um, so th- above it is going to be my sort of studio. Okay. So it'll be almost like a clean room. So I'll do a lot of design stuff anyway for knives, um, but it'll also be my my studio, chop lounge, like rehearsal space and stuff. Sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit shared sort of space really. But uh, so yeah, I will have a dedicated space for podcasting again. So, okay. um, but just maybe the next three four weeks, um, it may be a case of you know slightly sketchy audio, but I'll, I'll certainly do my best to. Uh, well, keep, you gotta. Keep us on track. You, uh, we sometimes we get DMs asking if if we're okay because if something doesn't come outright or something doesn't come immediately, it's never like where's the audio. It's like, are you guys all right? I've gotten a couple of those. Like I'm worried. I'm worried about you. Like we've died or something. So. It, if it's not up at exactly nine nine a.m. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I get. I get them. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, enough about me. Enough about me. You guys, what's been going on? Uh, Mareko, I seen we we got some some uh, some products launched last week. Yeah, got some products launched. All right, so yeah, mm. I got the calendars, of course, like a couple weeks ago. Those are moving really nicely, and if anybody wants to get a hold of those, uh, you can just hit the link in my Instagram bio or go to melmossyfirearts.com, and uh, and you can find the aprons right there on the homepage. Uh, the second really big one that I'm super stoked about uh, is the apron, which I. I feel like I was listening to last week's episode, and I was like, Jesus, shut the fuck up already. I talked a lot about it last episode, so if you want to know about it, go listen to that episode. Uh, I also just did it live stream, um, which is, I guess when this comes out, it'll be last Wednesday. So, um, But anyways, yeah, those are moving good, too. Uh, people are really liking them. It's, they're starting to show up at people's houses already, um, oh, cool. and so that's really great. Um and yeah. so are you handling all of that or are they coming like directly from the manufacturer or no so this is kind of so this is the the manufacturer is a, an apron company in minneapolis minnesota and um they have their whole apron thing they do there and occasionally they do collaborations and and i met them and became friends with them um partly because one of the um i guess the chair people 
slash owners is uh, is a customer. Um, and hmm. I just started talking about how I have an idea for an apron, um, especially one that had like hammer holsters, basically. Um, that I could it gives you a fake fake six pack. Let's face it. Let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever it takes, you know, whatever it takes to make you feel handsome and sexy and powerful when Dude, you're forging. Don't make jokes. They're selling shirts to make fat guys look not fat. Hey, really? That's a big, oh, dude, I'm I've getting sent all these. S- send you know, me the link. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're literally like they're they're literally like T-shirts that make you slimmer than you are. Right. Oh wow. Oh, well, they like huge. suck it in, or I don't know. But it's a cut or anything. But the best part is if you ever find those ads, usually on Instagram, look at the content. Look at the comments. That's it's always just like, well, you could just do like a sit up or something. <laughs> you, or you could like you know maybe not eat so much. It's the comments are always great. <laughs> Jesus the, Christ, the comments are always great. But you know, I've never heard of that. I, I appreciate you. Oh, dude, me. for some reason I'm getting all, all fat the fat boy t-shirts, the fake yeah. abs. I'll, I'll actually be googling it, and I'll probably get those ads for the rest of my life. Then, you know yeah. Words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the aprons are moving well. Um, I guess the highlights for them is uh, the the material they're made out of is is Kevlar. Um, there's three layers of Kevlar in the chest. Um, there's 14 pockets, like tool pockets, up in the chest, um, and they're all designed and angled in a way so that they're not collecting dust while you're grinding. Uh, there are four lower pockets, which are a pair of big ones for carrying larger stuff down there, as well as a couple small outside pockets, which, like, I throw my, uh, a lighter for lighting the forge or my or my uh, tape measure in or gloves or whatever. Uh, and then there's the two hammer holsters on each side and then a phone pocket actually hidden on the backside of the, ap- of the apron at the top, um, all designed to be ambidextrous, so either a left-handed, uh, left-handed person or a right-handed person can use uh, the apron very comfortably and easily. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah, nice. It's, they look they look super cool. They they're almost like a, like a superhero costume. You know, yeah, I know. Batman, that <laughs> that's what I, they, they're cool. That's what we we've been getting a lot of um, while we were designing it and while I was talking to people about it and 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 even people just seeing it for the first time in this in these last few days. Um, they're like, it looks like armor. It looks like a, a superhero. Yeah, like you said, a superhero's costume or something like that. Um, but really, it's I mean, ultimately, when it comes while it looks cool, what it comes down to is it's a tool. It's it's I. I I wanted to design an apron that acted like a tool belt, but actually had coverage up the front of my chest. So when I'm grinding and stuff, you know, the sparks and the dust and stuff coming off um, aren't getting all over my clothes. And it, it's a nightmare cleaning clothes that have steel slivers and shit in it. Like oh, you got to wash them kind of by themselves, almost get a whole different <laughs> machine to do it with. Um, but anyways, yeah. And so we want it to look good, but we really want it to function. Um, and so I think it does both things very well, and it's super. I don't know. I feel like it's super practical, but I'm I'm not necessarily the most objective party. I mean, it's my design, and hmm. and so I'm really happy with it though. And I, you know, cool. a lot of people who listen to the show actually have been really great support and have been getting them already. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how people are using them, especially with uh, how people, you know, what kind of tools and stuff they put in the in the chest pockets. Um, at mm. the top. Perfect Christmas gifts, everyone. Yeah. Christmas yeah. Gifts. It's them. comfortable as hell, I, I must say. I, I felt like I, did, I wasn't even wearing anything for a while. Sure. Or an apron, at least. <laughs> well, and you can wear it naked if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I actually, so another uh, quick 
uh, detail, the the shoulder straps are an inch and a half wide, so it really helps. Like um, instead of them being narrow and kind of the weight of whatever you're putting in the apron bearing down on your shoulders, it helps kind of distribute that weight pretty nicely. The first day oh, cool. I got the new, like the the production apron. I was walking around with hammers in both sides all day long, and I completely forgot they were even there. Um, wow. So I uh, just to add to the, the comfort aspect. Nice, nice. And you've also been doing some Brute to Forge knives as well, I've seen. That's right, yeah. I just dropped uh, today, I dropped some Brute to Forge knives in my newsletter uh, as well as on the website. And so they're out there now. The, co- the copper Damascus one was gone like instantly. Um, and a couple, uh, let's see, the carbon steel ones are still there. I think last I look at it, saw at least. Um, and they're, they were forged out of reclaimed steel, um, that steel that would have otherwise just gone to the garbage. So I, and, and uh, they were based off of, actually, these are the knives I forged when I made that uh, forged in place series, the Brute to Forge bench knife, um, a couple years back when the pandemic first started. Um, these are the, the knives actually used while I was or was forging and grinding and on and stuff actually I had to do several of them because like I would go through and I made one and I was like oh shit I forgot this shot and so I had to go through and forge another one and get to a certain point and then do like this a specific aspect of like grinding or heat treating and then uh, that happened a couple a couple times so these are all results of that um but yeah they they those cool came out really sweet and they're they're handy little knives to keep around either on your desk or at the bench and or in your apron. Cut shit. I don't know about in your in apron. In your apron. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> you you want to at least have like a little sheath for it or something. It doesn't have anything right now, but no. I need I need to cool, cool. up my Kydex game. I, I might lo- have to start looking into some Kydex for s- little things like yeah. that. Yeah, it would be cool for that kind of like utility knife almost, isn't it? You know you can use yeah. for anything, yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey, what's been going on in the world of uh, Fader? Madness. Always total <laughs> madness. We're we're I just finished uh, eleven knives for for uh, we're going to do a drop the first week of de- uh, December with a new uh, with a new color lab. It's that's going to be the color lab signature series for 2022, which we're really excited about. Uh, the gang in the back has been doing a lot of emails and newslettery things and pre- preparation and redoing the website and nice. it's all very exciting so that and then i got a pile of knives out and then i'm looking down the barrel of frenzy from now until i can figure out the last day i can put something in the mail before christmas mm-hmm. so i am embracing the frenzy so this this uh past week i sent some shit out uh that cleared me up and then i did a inventory of what i have to do and I'm bra- embracing the frenzy. So that's that. Nice. nice. And, and you did a run, too, I saw. I did a oh, yeah, tr- turkey trots, nothing. I mean, it's one mile. Give me a break. Oh, Easy money. I mile. fucking crushed it, man. I, cr- I crushed that shit. Did you get first? I, like, beat children. No, I didn't do that. But, I mean, I crushed. I beat children and old men, and it was great. You know? But the <laughs> Wait, best part was. a or a run? No, it was a run. Okay, it was a okay. run. It's turkey trot. So what you do is all these towns do it. It's, they're actually great. And my wife has been, my wife is getting ready to do a marathon. She's, you know, basically doing uh, uh, 10 mile runs in the, on the weekends. And she would, you used Holy to be, smoke. she and I used to do, she and I used to run a lot. And she wants to get into a marathon this year, uh, this coming year. Uh, we're trying to figure it out. And then I'm going back. I'm definitely going to be going back into the New York City Marathon and 
when my kid goes to college because I really want to spend time or uh, training and mm. feeling really good about that. And, you know, these turkey trots, you, you basically – you have to bring a frozen turkey and they give it to... The well, turkey trots are, are something very different in the UK. I bet they are. I bet that's like, like the <laughs> night after Christmas. It's after a couple too many drinks of turkey. Yeah, yeah uncooked turkey, you know. Yeah, yeah you, you run imagine. to the bathroom yeah. for the turkey trots. I know all yeah. about it. Yeah, I was, I, all of a sudden I heard you pip, pip, pipe up and I thought, ah, I know what he's talking about. But you, 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 the entrance fee is you bring a frozen turkey. So it's great because then they give the frozen turkeys. They have these connected to homeless shelters and mm. you know you know food shelters and stuff like that. So oh, nice. my wife was just like, "Yeah, we should do this turkey trot." So I was like, I "Sign us up!" So we, I went to get the turkeys, and then the day, the morning of, we bring these you know fifteen twenty pound turkeys to the thing, and they said, "Well, what are you, I said, "What are I supposed to do with these fucking things?" And they said, oh, "Go over to the van over there." So there's this woman at the van. I said, "Well, what are you going to do with these turkeys?" And she says, "Well, just you know, you can." I said, "I started putting them in the van." She goes, "No, I need you to put them all the way in the back, in the front of the van." I says, "You want me to throw these turkeys into the back of the into the back of the van?" She goes, "Yeah, that'll be fine." I'm like, "Are you sure?" And she says, "Yeah." And I took both of them and I fuck in one bag, like 45 <laughs> pounds of turkeys, frozen turkeys. I fucking threw them as hard as I could into the back of this van, <laughs> and the noise. The way- of a five-year-old child like a like a fucking child that's right there was this incredibly loud clang my wife was like oh for fuck's sake and then the woman was like looking at me i'm like you said throw him in the back i threw him in the back and then she went around the, and then i walked away and I, I, I and then as she opened the side door of the van i heard this clunk and she's like oh my wife was just like oh yeah you did that you you definitely <laughs> broke their van you definitely broke their van i'm like all right well you know look don't tell me to throw a fucking what are the chances you're going to hit? Someone's going to, someone's going to be able to tell you to throw frozen turkeys in the back of the van. You don't, you don't get these opportunities very often. So <laughs> make the most of it. Yeah. Are you, are you sure it? she wasn't just saying, yeah, throw no, it in there, like place far, it in she there? She said, get it as far in as you can. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get it fucking far in. Oh, my <laughs> God. You know, I, I fucking threw him like a mental patient. And <laughs> my wife was just like, you really are so You're starting a new Thanksgiving tradition of the oh, tur- turkey toss. I'm going to be throwing everyone in. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't hit the front seat, for Christ's sakes. I, I mean, I just hucked these frozen turkeys in there and it was great that was the fun part and then we ran that was fun and then uh you know that highlight was definitely throwing the turkeys into the, <laughs> ruining this van was definitely the best, best part the of the week thing. oh yeah but no question about it you know the homeless all ah, right i understand but i mean you know, let me destroy your inside of your van that's far better she had no authority to tell me to throw it in the truck i think that was the best part it wasn't her truck it wasn't her it wasn't her van you know so it was just like yeah she's throwing it in the back i'm like all right you got it and oh then what God. else? I found a I found a vice. I found a vice in a scrap pile at our building. A really nice, big, heavy vice. Huh. And I'm I, if and I sent a message. Uh, free. It was free. It's big, and I'm just restoring it. And I sent a message to Chris Zepp. I said, if only I was some punk YouTuber, did a, a, a restoration <laughs> video. And he goes, I love that shit. The oh, restoration. All of these guys, these YouTubers. Oh. oh man, I mean, it is like it is like moths to a flame. The restoration <laughs> video. I mean, you get some evapor rust in a YouTube camera, and motherfucker, you are you are you can't control yourself. What's so, that ad money come rolling oh, in? Oh Jesus Christ! Hey, look, here's something rusty. Get the camera. I mean, uh, you got it. Yeah, you're mine. They, like a moth to flame. The restoration video. God bless them. So. Uh, I found that was pretty cool. And then I'm just, you know, getting ready. Did you record this week for Full Blast? I did the Black Friday special, 
with uh, Jonathan Porter and Ben Snoor, which is really funny. John Jonathan has been like he's been like a, a internet hermit lately, and he's been working like a dog. So it was fun to get him on, and then. Uh, yeah, I'm lined up through the new year. I got to, oh, and the last thing is is uh, uh, the Center for Metal Arts just posted the new two, uh, 2022 classes, and uh, my friction folder class is available. So if you want to cool hang out and do that, and then uh, yeah, it's good. Nice. Okay. Life, the life is good. Cool. Well, let's hear from our sponsors, and maybe we'll have some listener feedback in just a sec. Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. There we go. 15% off. Go do it. Do well, we have but wait, any but wait a second. Pe- if this oh. is Monday, there's a, the Black Friday special for combat is 20%, but it's Monday oh. only. So go check out whatever combat has to do is Monday. So you're listening to this Monday. Now's your chance if you want to get cool. the extra five. So. Yeah, and in fact, for all of our sponsors, they're probably all doing something for Black Friday. So yeah. don't listen to us. But yeah, we, we'll just remind you throughout the show who our, who our favorite people are. Right. Um, a listener feedback. Do we have any? Yes, we've ha- we have a lot of listener feedback. I, yeah, last week we had a lot of congratulations on the Damasteel show and how great of a job we guys did. There's still a lot of people are complimenting your singing voice, so that's that. <laughs> um, we did get a message from Mark Adam Pick- Mark Adams Pictures, the guy who does the great photographs for all the Maker Camp things and a lot of other mm-hmm. things. He says, "I always enjoy the podcast and just wanted to wish you all the happiest of holidays." So that was a nice thing to say. And then we got something from Nolly, Nolly Knives Co. I want to thank you guys for what you do. I started listening to the podcast from the beginning, and I, when I started making knives about three months ago, and I'm almost caught up. Oof, that uh, is hardcore. Wow. Yeah, he even listened for th- – he, he I mean, you're – putting it on if you're putting it on then i've learned so much for you guys and your guests so thank you that's from nolly knives co oh yeah and then um we got a message you guys know tom mcclain yep yeah yeah the hand picked hand hand. the hand picking all right (laughs) so tom mcclain wrote back i got a little listener feedback for you for some reason knife talk and full blast are always super quiet in comparison to other podcasts i listen to when I was working with my headphones, you know, the big earmuff kind, I, could, I, I can't hear the episodes when I'm running noisy machinery, and I, and I can't hear your po- – but I can hear other podcasts, and it's a bummer. I love the content. content. It's strange. I wasn't sure if there's any way to turn them up on Craig's end. Maybe it's just me. And he says, just let, just let Craig know. So. Yeah. Um, they – it's, it's all very technical, but it, it goes through a um, – it's almost like a mastering service where it'll give us the recommended output in decibels that are recommended by Spotify and Apple that are slightly, slightly different. Um, so we should be right up there with, you know, with the sort of pros. There's going to be a lot of scabby old podcasts out there where they just pull <laughs> everything up and everything distorts and everything's all over the shop. But, you know, we, we try to do a decent job. So, yeah, we it, it should be – ideal for the platform that you're on that's that's do you, what I do you want me to tell you what i told him go on then i said uh anything else your highness maybe some milk and cookies <laughs> <laughs> a back rub maybe yeah you... <laughs> and then i and then, and then he wrote it again he did, wrote it the same fucking thing again i wrote hey i got a great idea tom why don't you write it a third time why don't you write it a third time because i, uh, I what we get you know 
once uh, Kyle Daly wrote that we're too loud, and now fucking Tom says we're too quiet. I mean, you got to be out of your mind. It's him. That's what it is. It's him. Tom's using those ISO tunes, I bet. Maybe. I don't know, Tom. Tom's a good (laughs) guy. If he was using the ISO tunes, it wouldn't be a problem. There we go. Look at you. There we go. Hmm, 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 hmm. And that's it. Oh, uh, here this one comes from uh, CMC Forge. I'm on my 11th week for my LB22, and it gets built this week. Hope I – and I used your link. I can't freaking wait. Uh – uh, all my shit y'all promote. Grinders, belt, sandpaper, oil, Laird's book, and now the ovens. Glad nice. to all good stuff. You guys rock. So Cool. You just need to get an apron now, uh, a calendar, right. um, one know. of Jeff's signature series, Holy and he's got the full kit. We'll take the full kit. This is class. like an info. We're like an infomercial. Yeah, take the class. <laughs> we're gonna, take we're, the class. We did everything we got. We'll give you everything. For the most part. Well, here's yeah. the thing, though. We're not selling shit, though. We're not pe- we're not interested in peddling any crap. We've so. sold some shit, though. We've sold, we've some, sold shit. some shit. We've oh, almost, we've we've almost sold some real shit. When the book club came out, we almost oh, had a boy. problem. Nuh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's going to be for the one. Patreon. We're not now we're going to set a Patreon fund to shit talk people. So, <laughs> there we oh, go. Geez, yeah. Speaking of which, speaking of books, by the way, I had a message from Alex Pohl, who will be on the Full Blast podcast coming up. Um, and he's sending, I guess he's sending us all the books of his new book, Blacksmith. So, guys, oh, cool. definitely, oh, if geez. you're going to buy a book, go to, he says cool. Amazon's the best place, but uh, um, I mean, he might not have sent it to you guys. I'm not 100%. I Just mean, I know you. I bought one. I bought one. Oh, you so, bought one. Okay, but, yeah. uh, but it definitely, definitely is. To, to, to all you listeners who keep uh, sending Jeff stuff, just remember there's three of us here on the show, okay? Yeah. There's three of us. What are they sending me? <laughs> I bought. You're always getting stuff like from what? listeners. You. What did I get? Jeez. I don't get anything from are. listeners. I I, I don't I don't give them my address. <laughs> I don't give them my address. I I I I really really don't want anything. <laughs> I paid for Alex Pohl's book. I'm looking forward to getting it. Good stuff. Right. Well, I mean that that's probably a good a good time to talk about. Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, that already. the manufacturers oh, of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven. Go to evenheat-kiln.com. And you know what? Don't. You want to do that. You want to do like our last bloke did that we just talked about. Can't remember his name. <laughs> but he got a discount on his Even Heat, and you can bloke. too. If you go to knifetalk.net forward slash heat, that'll take you to Soul Ceramics. They're a distributor of Even Heats. They'll build it for you. They'll spec it up for you. They'll get it delivered with free shipping in the U.S. as well and the $75 off. So knifetalk.net forward slash heat. Make sure you order your Even Heats via Soul Ceramics. There we go. Okay. Where are we? Should we do some questions, sure. do you think? I mean, we're half an hour in. We haven't really mentioned knives yet. so We've mentioned um, knives. we mentioned the bench craft, not the bench knives that Marco has. and we're, we're, We've mentioned our own stuff. It. Well, this <laughs> is Cyber Monday. We're going to be, we're gonna be uh, you were hawking shit today. <laughs> <laughs> Benny's Tool and Cutlery. Uh, questions for the show. Uh, you keep ragging on your listeners so they stop sending in content for you. Do you stop ragging on your listeners, or do you rag on them more while rolling in your giant pile of podcast dollars? I mean, Benny. I mean, you heard Tom. He's just bitching. I mean, you can't, if you want, if you want to listen to a podcast where it's all you know inspirational quotes that you find on some like Holiday Inn, you know, elevator <laughs> written in sand. Yeah, you go. You know, you listen to somebody else because I mean, you know, this is we we talk real, and sometimes sometimes you guys are unnecessary. 
You know, he's slipping into my DMs, talking nice in my DMs, and then talking shit in other DMs. I, I know all about it. So, I mean, you know, it's called the slap and tickle. But I will, at the end of this podcast, if you, rem- if you remind me, Craig or Mareko, I will, give, I will do, a, uh, I will do a, an inspirational speech at the end of this podcast. Okay. So. Oh, wow. Mm. Can't wait okay. for it. I guess I'm back in music ready for that. Yeah. I totally read okay. his name wrong the first time. What do you think it was? I thought it said Benny Stool and Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be another name. You are the best, man. I, I never want you to not mispronounce names. I swear to God. Sometimes that's literally I what these, I thought it said. That's just the way. So that's what glad. my brain saw. I'm, you should let whatever your brain sees. You should stop whatever we're doing to tell us what your brain sees, because those are that's the best stuff. Sometimes I honestly, at one point, uh, a couple number of months ago, maybe a year ago, I thought after uh, Benjamin Benjamin Cocker, I thought I'm going to sabotage him on purpose. And I'm going to fuck everyone's name up and try to. But then I thought he's going to know. They're going to know. So I, I stopped and I'm just like crossing my fingers for another Benjamin Cocker. So. Yeah. Whatever your brain sees, stop us okay. and just yeah. let us know. It's sorry, very imperative. But not sorry, Benny. Yeah. All right, should go. I take the next one? Hit it. Go for it. It's from it. David Francovilla. He said, uh, "You fit up your scales and pins. Everything works dry. Once you put the epoxy on, five minutes because you you're out of thirty minute. The pins don't fit. You don't. Uh, you can't force the pin through because." It, uh, you will break the scale. What do you do? Take it apart, try and grind off the epoxy. So have you been in the middle of a glue up and everything goes sideways? Yes. Oh yes, many times. Yeah. 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 Um It's difficult, isn't it? I mean it's, if you use I've never used five minute for that reason. Um I I'll always go for you know, it's sort of a thirty minute epoxy. Um but yeah, there's been plenty of times where, you know, panic stations, you know. Ugh. But it's all about prep, you know. I get, I get everything close to me. Um, everything's in, in, you know. I got, you know, I got towels there and stuff if, if I need them. Everything's ready. So if there is a disaster, I'm not running around like a screaming mm. idiot. But um, yeah, there's, there's certainly always plenty of disasters. That's a, but uh, that's a strong. Yeah, one. I, no, I think you, you've hit the head on the, you've hit the nail on the head as well. Um, using five minute because you run out to thirty minute. That, that's the thing. Use thirty minute, not five minute, um, and it gives you a little bit of that wiggle room. I'd say. He's got to cut some – with five minutes, you have to cut down some time of some nonsense. So what I would do is – I hate the pins because for that reason. What I do when I did use pins is I will put the pin in a, in a, in a hand drill, and then I'll go over to a, a grinder, and I'll make, a, I'll make the end of a pin, the pin a point. And mm, what it'll yeah. be, it'll be like you – know, it'll, so it'll – and then when you're putting the pin in, I'm putting the pin in with the drill. The, the pin is in the drill truck, and I'm actually driving it through. And with that, wow. you're going to get all the way through fast. And it, you're not going to be fumbling around so much as long as you, you know, dry it. You, you know, you dry check everything or uh, dry fit everything. No. But, like, when I do pins, I never – I always leave, you know, the first, you know, quarter of an inch, and I, and, I, and I grind it down to a fine point, and then I keep it in that drill truck and then zip it in, and then you'll cut down on a lot of time. And then now with the Corby bolts, I actually found I use an impact wrench just to kind of get them close. Um, and then that just kind of helps when I'm gluing up to be a little bit faster. But I don't use the 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 impact wrench all the way because I'm afraid I'm going to mm. shear off the heads. But for, like, getting a little bit of that 
first movement going till I, you know, can get them tight. But yeah, you got to yeah. cut. You fuck the the five minute poxy get out the door. Get out. Get out. Wouldn't it be lovely if somebody made Colby bolts with uh, with a crosshead screw instead of just a flat screw? I think they'd be more expensive, more. don't you think? Yeah, I think they'd be it's, more expensive. Well, the, but it would, it would be nice because Corby's are Corby's aren't Corby's are are machined. I don't mm. know how you would machine in like a Phillips head. I don't know if that's a thing. I don't mm. know how they do Phillips heads. No, I don't know how they. Maybe do. Maybe we should no. ask Chris Cat, uh, Chris, oh, any Chris, any Chris we all know, the all the Chris's we know probably know. Chris Zepp, Chris Cash. I'm sure all the Chris's know how they make a. Feel free in the listener comment if you want to send in a message on how they put the fucking Phillips head in. Let us know. There we go. <laughs> let us know. I'll read it off next week. Morocco. I mean, are you ever having problems with epoxy drying too quick? Um, and if so, what's your yeah your way out of it? I mean, I like the point you made about having towels and stuff ready just in case something goes sideways. Uh, I have definitely been there, um, even to the point where. Like, yeah, like it's almost completely co- closed, but maybe something got in between. And um, at that point, I my biggest, uh, the, or the, I guess the thing that's most important to me is just getting the scales off safely as best. Uh, I I say fuck all the pins and everything. Um, I can re- redo the pins, but sometimes handle material is just not replaceable. Um, so I get it open enough so I can get in there and and get you know, safely get the handle scales off, but. Yeah, I've I've had glue set up just like before I've even started compressing anything or screwing anything together and it's just it's just a fucking nightmare. And the only thing you can do is just try to take it apart, take it back apart before it gets too crazy and too hard uh or too hot to handle because that shit gets insanely hot um when it starts mm-hmm. kicking off and um yeah, and then just clean it off as best you can. Get the pins out. Um some, I've never had to re-drill the pinholes, but I've I uh, I have had to use like uh, my center punch to help kind of act as a tiny little jackhammer to hammer hammer pins out and uh, and bolts out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just I would say be prepared. Uh, always have that stuff kind of ready. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but in case it does, you're ready uh, for it and you're not running around like a crazy person. You just fucking handle it as best as you can. And then, yeah, to clean up the forge scales, or not the forge scales, but the scales, uh, yeah, you just hit it back on the grinder. And, or or sometimes if it's not completely set, like if it's partially set but not fully cu- cured, you, you can actually scrape it off pretty easily. Um, but, yeah, you just got to be You got to dry fit. Gotta you got to dry prepared. fit a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have a, a different – I remember this from my old shop days, welding days, is – if you have six pins, if you're using six pins, you could put two in, and then they all. You could have dry fit them all, and then you put them in the, a different. Uh, you put them in a different manner, like instead of going one and then the one next to it, you do the one across from it. Mm. You can get these little minor like changes, mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 you know, tightenings. So all of a sudden, your 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 sixth pin won't fit, and the, and you got to be very aware that like. You know, especially with that epoxy, you at least have to, you know, take the edge off the pin, uh, the the sharp edge, because it's going to catch on. It's yeah. going to catch on something. When you sharpen that pin, it's going to kind of slide through any problems. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I think so, the key is just always use slow cure epoxy. Never have any five minute on hand. 
Be, pre- I have be a good Boy Scout. Be prepared. I have five minutes on hand, and I use it if, like, I've when I uh, sometimes when I do that because all my knives have like a you know inch or two of file work. If somehow maybe the epoxy I was using is too runny, and then after it dries, I'll notice it'll kind of like not, it'll kind of run out. It won't fill the holes. I'll have a little bit of five-minute epoxy just to kind of like top it up. You know, I can dye it the same color, and then I can top it up a little bit. But I really stick it to it, yeah. You know, because otherwise it's like, what am I going to wait another 24 hours just for, you know, to get a couple bubbles out? yeah. Yeah. So... Okay, Jeff, do you want to take the next one from your boy, Leonardo Lee? Well, I was actually going to go back to, uh, we missed uh, Kyle Heath, our friend Kyle Heath. Who, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Kyle Heath, who is like, I mean, he is all in class. The, knife, the knife world. Oh, he took, he, he was awesome. His first blacksmithing class, he was, he was game. He had never, he had never even picked up a forging hammer. He was game as fuck. So, yeah, he was, I said game. He was game as fuck. So, he did a great job. So, uh, and he actually picked up, he found, I don't know how he did this, but after he was listening to uh, Tomer's show, uh, when Tomer was on Full Blast, he found one of the original Kickstarter knives, like a pristine Kickstarter knife that Tomer did from the original Kickstarter batch. It was like shot in mint condition in Norway, and he like wow. weaseled it out of someone, someone's hat. He's, like, he's, he's fucking tough, man. Wow. So he got one of the original <laughs> ones. Even Tom was just like, can you believe it? He found one. It was awesome. So Kyle Heath has to say, he wants to know, what are some healthy ways you guys deal with work-related stress? Oh, what are you doing right now there, Craig? Healthy ways. That's, that's, that's the key yeah. word there. Um, I Yeah. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I think this is the hardest month I ever remember in my life. Like stress beyond, beyond stress. Um, and I think the main thing is just just being aware of it that you're in a situation where it's stressful because you know there's been times in the past where you know I've been under all the stress and you you just you, know, you just carry on or you end up you like for me typically it's eating <laughs> eating like crazy and you put on loads of weight you're like why am I why did I do that it's like oh yeah no, I was just really stressed there's so much going on and that but I think if you're aware of the situation when you're in it um, you can you can you can call for help you know like like, like exactly what we're, I'm doing here at the moment. We've got, we've got lots of guys coming in to help us, you know, with the packing and the moving and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's just finding those sort of stress points um, and then, you know, trying to alleviate them in some way, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, but being aware that you're being stressed, I think, is key because there's there's been so many times where, you know, I've been super stressed and not really known why and you're putting stuff off and you're, you know, you're, you're just being a prick. Um, but yeah, that was the reason for it, just being under like severe stress, I suppose. So yeah, as long as you're aware of it, you can then take actions to sort of alleviate any stress points, I suppose. So what he asked is, what do you do? And you said, just be aware of it. Well, if you're aware of it, you can then, you know, get help, relevant help, you know? So in my case, it's, I literally need more, more hands and bodies here to move stuff and all the rest of it. So, you know, that, that then alleviates stress because... What I was stressing about is, is you know, disappearing literally in front of my eyes. So Just throw money at the problem. That's the best idea. I think that's the move. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> but you know, for, that's, money can be stress. You know, money can be stress yeah. in itself. So that's not always the problem. That's not always the yeah, thing, is it? It's but, always you know, the answer. But, um, Throwing money at a problem is always the answer. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, it is always the answer. Unfortunately, yes, yeah. It's, it's not as easy as that, is it? But um, yeah. open yeah. that wallet up, Keith. Keith. 
<laughs> what do you think, Mareko? What do you what's what do you do to to alleviate your what are your healthy ways to alleviate stress? Yeah, so I think I've mentioned it before, but when I'm when I'm struggling in the shop on a project, um, I I have to set it down because continuing to work on it in a stressed out, frustrated manner is not going to help anything. Um, and I've found that if I set something down, you know, set whatever it is down and step away from it and try to find something that is like an easy win for me or something that I've been putting off, uh, which is usually some sort of forging, doing something that's kind of a lot, uh, you know, forging can help with getting the stress out. Um, uh, but it, it also, especially if it's like making a pattern or something that I haven't made yet, then, then it kind of completely shifts the gears in my mind as to what I'm putting my energy into. And it kind of, for a short period of time, um, helps me to just kind of forget about what it is that's frustrating. Not that I, that I need to forget about it forever, but in that moment, um, I, I'm just not in a good place to kind of figure out what needs to be done with it going forward. And so I just, I try to give my brain basically a break in a way, um, and redirect it into something else that is a little bit more positive so that I can come back. Um, you know, I got to come back to whatever it is I'm struggling with. So come back to it with a little bit, um, better of being in a better headspace, I guess, more than anything. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Jeff, I mean, stress, work-related stress. Jeff's How never stressed. I am stressed. I'm like a wreck. But I, I, I tell you what I do I, recently, and these are very easy. Well, number one, I'm grateful that I have dogs because they're both nuts, but I have to walk them. Otherwise, if I don't walk them, they will be unbearable in the house. Yeah. So <laughs> the walking them in the morning and the walking them in the afternoon – has become this extraordinarily, surprisingly mentally healthy way of dealing with stress, like and preparation. And it's I'm forced to just be with my own thoughts. I don't listen to shit. I don't, I don't talk to people on the phone. I, sometimes my wife comes and we have a nice conversation, but a lot of the time I'm preparing and then I'm visualizing what I'm doing, and that's huge. That's it's been a monstrously huge thing, and almost worth just having the dogs just for that forced time to. Just to think about stuff. That that mentally um, sort of preparing stuff. What do you mean? Do you mean like um, setting up a schedule oh, yeah. in your mind? Oh, of dude, what, the steps that you need to take. What, what do you mean? By I that? walk into. The, I walk. By the time I get, to, I walk. I'm like four blocks away from our park, and mm. I, by the time I'm in the park, I say the first thing I do when I walk in the shop is this, and then once I do this, then I'm going to do that. Like this morning. I had to prep an oyster knife to glue up over the over the week because I'm trying to make it for this uh, this present for this friend. Uh, not a, a present. Of, don't worry about it. And then I wanted to get the Kydex going, but then I also wanted to try to get two courses of heat treating done today before the podcast, so I wouldn't have to be fretting around. So like, I work backwards, and then I th I think about exactly what I'm going to do. So I got them all done. So like every day. I'm constantly like organizing my day, like before lunch and after lunch. It's hmm. been like, it's been a, a, a totally great. And then the other thing that I've been recently doing is I've stopped watching TV or the internet or doing anything at night before I'm going to bed. Because I go, if I go to sleep early, I'm always, if I get enough sleep, I, it's always better. Recently, sometimes I get stressed out and 
I'm watching TV all night or, or Netflix or I was watching the goddamn Tiger King 2 last night. Thanks. And then it was like it, tur- it hit 9 o'clock. And I'm like, turn this shit off and go to bed. And yeah. I did. And I got, you know, I got a lot of sleep and I, I just felt better. I've been, I've been doing a lot more. And now it's getting colder out, so it's a little easier to sleep. But uh, getting better sleep is huge. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. It's good. David Francavilla. No, we've done that one. Um, Leonardo Lee. Um, I'm thinking of teaching a few beginner classes to people who just want to have some fun, but I've only got a coal forge. Should I invest in a more beginner-friendly propane forge that I'm not super familiar with or just teach with what I know and have and risk their melt in their work? That's Leonardo. I think Leonardo's the guy who did the voiceover on your podcast. He does the axe wax read at the end. He's got a voice, boy. Oh, boy, he got a voice. <laughs> so what do you think? He's going to do some beginner classes um, with a, a coal forge, um, and he's wondering whether he should get a propane forge. What do you think? I fuck everything up with a coal forge. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't like coal forges personally, just because I don't have enough experience with them. It's there. That's the problem. It's that heat management. Like I watch my friend, I watch Jesse, and I watch uh, uh, the guys do use coal and and. Uh, cliff and john and it's it's completely alien to me like i want to stick the steel in the forge and then it get hot and then i take it out i don't want to like <laughs> i don't want to hook stuff <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> to all you coal forge guys but i just don't want to be futzing around you know, you know. well a hundred percent of my forging has been done on a coal forge oh well you know better than i do <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Mareko, I mean, wh- what do you think? I mean, I would like in a coal forge versus a pr- propane forge to driving a manual versus like a an- uh, or like a stick shift versus automatic. Yeah. Uh, so if you can drive an uh, a stick shift, you can definitely drive an automatic. And if so, propane, you know, there are some minor adjustments, but you already know kind of how to, especially if you've ran a coal forge, how to kind of tune the flame and get it looking like and and get it up to the temperature you want it to propane forges are are easy you you can teach a monkey how to use the damn things um and i do think that it will be a lot it it will make um the class probably i i think it would run a lot smoother with something that you kind of just turn on get it going get it tuned in and then you just kind of forget about and all you're focusing on is is the steel and the actual forging um, adding the whole fire management to it is a whole different thing. And that's, you know, maybe that's better for a simple blacksmith class where you're forging J hooks and, and, and fire pokers and shit like that. Um, that mm. isn't, uh, I guess, isn't as easy to really mess up. Or if you do mess it up, it's not as expensive, but carbon steel, when you're forging blades, obviously the carbon steel plays an element into, um, in, into how you you use it in the fire, and it higher carbon actually brings down the melting temperature, and that's why it's so easy, actually, to burn up good uh, like blade steel versus mild steel is just simply because of that carbon content difference. Um, and so yeah, I would I would think about getting a hold of a, even just a simple small propane forge, um, that'll make things go a lot I think a lot smoother. Or, or figure out exactly how to teach it, so you too. take out the doubt. If you te- if you're if you're comfortable with a coal forge, and you understand, okay, put it in, 
you know, and then you turn the you turn the blower on, and then you keep an eye on it. If you can figure out an easy way to make it easy to teach, then go with what you know. That's the yeah. teaching is really people get a little bit too fucking finicky with the way they teach, and they get all too they they talk about all these. They get they don't break it down to make it as simple as possible. Teaching should be easy to do if you break everything down and make them simple. So they're easy to understand. So if you can figure out a way to do that, then don't buy anything. Just do your thing. Cool. Now, I do have dilemmas, by the way. And we also have, you know, dilemmas. Okay, let's do, let's do dilemmas then. Uh, before we do the dilemmas, I just wanted to let you guys know you're starting to send in beefs for the all-beef review, and I appreciate it. The beefs are, the all-beef <laughs> reviews, we're looking... We're looking like we're we got a we got a few beefs. So I want you to keep sending more beefs, and if you want to know what a beef is, I'll read you a beef, a sample beef. But if you want to know what the all beef review is, we have three all beef reviews already. Every at the end of the year, we read off your bitchings and your moanings, and they're always funny, and I always have a good time, and we all have a good time. We laugh. So send in your beefs to Knife Talk podcast on instagram dm us your beefs and say here's a beef for the all beef review so here would be an example of a beef this is my beef i wrote a list of my beefs and i want you two to have some beefs too like micro beefs that we can add into the all beef review so you guys should be beefing as well okay happy meal beef happy meal beef so here this would be an example of a beef i don't like it when people use loophole obscenity you know what loophole obscenity is no, when you explain. see someone who's not saying fuck or shit, but they're, they have a T-shirt or hat on that has like an ampersand or like a star <laughs> on it, that drives me crazy. Or if they're on Facebook and they don't want it, they want to curse, but they don't want their grandma to think they're obscene. You either curse or you don't curse. And you're not fooling anybody. We know what you're doing. I saw a guy wearing a fuck insert your, you know, whatever, president or former president on there. And I thought to myself, you, sir, are an asshole because you don't have the guts to write fuck whoever on the end of it. So you do F star star K and then the person. Everyone knows you're a piece of shit, but they also know that you're a cowardly piece of shit. So when you don't, if you're going to commit to obscenities, commit to it. But if you're going to do some loophole, no one's believing that you're a good person. They still think you're the garbage that we all know you are, but you're more of a pussy for it. Okay? There would be, be another. That would be a beef. So send in a beef. And another beef would be, and then I'll leave you alone with the beefs, bitching about Mark, Zuck, bitching about Mark Zuckerberg on the platform on that Facebook. he created <laughs> that you depend on is stupid and you sound dumb. You sound stupid when you bitch about Facebook on Facebook. You sound stupid when you bitch about Instagram on Instagram. It's dumb. Don't it's dumb. I mean, you can't make it up. I saw one guy talk about do the whole thing on Facebook about Mark Zuckerberg. I'm like, well, you're on Facebook, shithead. Stupid. So that's a beef too. Don't do that. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, I've got a beef already. Okay, good. Let's hear your beef. It's happened about three times this week, so I'm dealing with you know, lots of builders and you know people that I you know I, I only know you know recently because of you know the work they're doing and so on. And it's it's this thing where I'm busy doing something else, but my phone will ring, and I hate picking. Up. I never pick up the phone anyway. It's like the phone is the least used app on my, I think on my phone. Right. You know, it's, I just don't use it. So you get that. Then then. You know, I'm busy, so I don't answer it because I'm talking to somebody else. Then, then they text, um, and they say, "Can you ring me?" So, so I text back, saying, oh, "I'm busy at the moment doing something." You know, just text me, tell me what it is. And they're like, "No, no, no, I need to speak to you." And then, you know, and you just, "Oh Jesus!" You make the phone call, and it's something ridiculous. <laughs> so I think would have been so much quicker to text anyway. You know, ridiculous. And I'm just like, "Fuck's sake!" Yeah, phone calls. and Yeah, just phone calls in general. Fuck them. Who <laughs> needs them anymore? But sometimes, Jeez. do you have friends who write a, no, a bubble, no. then a bubble, and then a bubble, and then a bubble, and then a bubble? I have one friend who will write every sentence as a, bu- a bubble. So your phone's going bing, 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 bing. And they could have written the whole paragraph in one, but they wrote every line. Uh, they needed your oh, attention. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, just like, I can't do this anymore. I, I have to yeah. talk to that person and get this over with. Yeah. Do you know that thing where you're having a, like, a conversation with somebody and, like, you're done in the conversation, but they keep texting. you just like, oh, I'm just How do you get up? That- so, you, so you put your phone down so it looks as if you haven't seen the message for hours, you know? That's what. So that's why you need special emojis to get people off the phone, like the the, champ, the chinking champagne glass. The clinking yes. champagne yeah. glasses is all right. See you later, you know? Or yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you is goodbye as well. So, yeah, there you go. See, I'll be for you, ladies and gentlemen. Send in your beefs, no matter how petty they are. They don't have to be about knife making. They could be about, you know, telephones and, <laughs> and Facebook. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Mareko, you have a sample beef. You want to just kind of make it and we'll leave you out. I mean, I can't really. The only thing I can still think about right now yeah, is that girl. fucking idiot. Dri- <laughs> this is driving again, isn't it? Drivers. No, no, no. <laughs> I have plenty of driving ones always. Uh, it's just that fucking guy that called my private phone oh. number the other day. Did you did t- like, just tell tell Craig sum this whole story this? up again? Okay. Come on. This guy emails me and and then I apparently don't get back to him in quick enough time. And like a day later, he fi- somehow has found my personal phone number, but I didn't know who it was initially. Um hmm. And he sent me a text saying, or sorry, he tried calling. And I was like, I don't know that number. I don't, I do not pick up numbers I don't recognize unless I know a phone number or a phone call is coming in 
from somebody mm. whose number is not stored in my phone. Anyways, and you're hope and you're hoping for like an extended warranty call. Yeah, no, like, we've been trying to get. You a just want a million dollars? Warranty. Shit, I'm glad I answered the phone. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so the guy. So then I didn't pick up the phone call. He didn't leave a message, and then he texts texts the phone number, and all, this whole time I'm like, who the fuck is this person? And why are they texting, trying to get a hold of a business at nine o'clock at night, trying to reach Ugh. me? And it was all kinds of like I w- I wanted to block and fucking red flag this motherfucker, and all this kind of shit. <laughs> uh, well, he ends up calling. We end up finding out that it's the same person that emailed a few day, uh, you know, a day prior, and um, and then he ends up calling a couple days later, and. I I had a few phone calls come in um, that were from numbers that weren't saved. And I was like, oh, maybe this is that other number. It it was the fucking guy. So then he starts talking to me about how I need to teach classes and that I'm missing the boat on teaching classes and and how (sighs) I should be running my business and how I should hire people, (sighs) all this kind of shit. I'm just like, you stupid fuck. I don't know you from Adam. Who the fuck are you to tell me how to run my business <laughs> and where I am oh, and mi- am I'm not missing the opportunities? Ugh. So. Well, he's. If I mean, you find my phone number, no... don't fucking call me unless he's I ask like, you to call me. There's social. There. He's clearly has had has some problems with social graces. Like. Yeah. He's on. Un, he's unwilling to understand that. Yeah, like. Socially uncouth. Right. Yeah. That's good. That's a good beef. <laughs> That's a good beef. People. 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 Uh, so, do we have dilemmas? We do have dile- dilemmas. You know, before we do that, we, we keep teasing these dilemmas. They better be good now. Oh, Jesus. Before we do that, um, let's talk about Texas Fire Supply. Um, they've got everything you need as a knife maker or, or, or a farrier, if you're a farrier listening to. Um, they've got everything you need. Um, and they also sell um, in Dasa Rhino Wet, which is the best sandpaper. So, if you're, if you're a knife maker specifically, you definitely need this stuff. And they stock it there, Texas Fire Supply. So, go to Texas Fire Supply dot com use knife talk 10 get 10 percent off your order save some money there we go let's take some dilemmas okay this is a this is where you send us dilemmas that and we're to answer them truthfully or phony um this one comes from black lab customs here's the dilemma guys you found out that your heat treatment has been off for the last 15 to 20 blades that you've made do you contact the customers and offer to remake them or do you do better on the next batch Ooh. Hmm. Um, so uh, you've got to assume he's not doing his own heat treat. He sent them out or something. Or or, or he just or he didn't do any, like, you know, checky, checky poos. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, or, yeah, yeah or you I, might I, be right. Maybe maybe they went out. I mean, that happens. I mean, you you know, you, you send these things out, and sometimes they don't come out the way they're supposed to come out. Yeah. Um, I think if you know you've got an issue, um, I think you need to – you know, to tell people. Um, but, you know, there's an easy way to solve that of not having that issue again, really. You know, I think that's that's the problem, really. But if you have got done that road already and they have gone out, um, maybe not ring them um, and say, look, there's a problem, but just ring them and say, look, how's it, how are things going? I'm just checking. Are you happy with the knife? And if they've got any issues, they'll let you know. Um, hey, buddy. It, hey, buddy. Yeah. Just, just ring it up. Courtesy <laughs> call. Yeah. Just wondering hey. if, you, if you're happy with the knife. Hey, Craig, Craig, why are you calling? I'll be the customer and you ring me up and you and, and we'll, we'll 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 role play. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Give me wait there. We okay. Got a, we got jingle okay. for this. 
Hi, who's this? Oh, is that is that Jeffrey? Uh, why? Why yes? Who is this? It's it's Craig, the knife maker. Craig Lockwood. I, uh, it is. I made a knife for you a while back. Oh yeah, you did. How are things? How are things? Good. This is strange that you call me. Is everything all right? Everything's have we good. never actually I'm, I'm talked just... before? Have we? Uh, we haven't, but what I tend to find is it's like a it's like a sales thing for me. I'll give you a call, see if you're happy with a knife, and hopefully I can sell you some wow. more shit. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I'll be honest. Wow! You're <laughs> using obscenities this close to the holidays is very strange. Okay, well, with a stranger, what? with a stranger too. <laughs> what? what? This is a very nice call. What can I do for you? Um, well, I'm wondering about the knife that um, that uh, I made for you. If you're happy with it, how, how are things going? Slick. Love it. Nice. Really good. Nice. Okay. Well, I need to go then. <laughs> Cheers. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's all you need to do. I like this role-playing. We should yeah, do more role-playing. Role play. I'm fine. I was fucking good. You got me. Got off the phone so fast. I didn't even... I was so suspicious of your call, but then you hung up so quickly. I was just like, well, that was nice. And then I turned to my wife. Hey, Hill, Craig Lockwood from England. Craig Lockwood from France just called me, and he got He's off done. the phone right, right away. It was amazing. It was my perfect phone call. That's fucking good. Role-playing. New bit. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, so you did a good job. You guys, what are you doing? What are you doing? This guy is... Uh... <laughs> He sent out some knives, and he thinks that the that the heat treat is screwed. Maybe, what, what do you do? maybe Mareko and, and Craig should do this role play. And Mareko, you call up Craig. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not, I'm not as as good on the spot with that kind of role playing stuff. Um, uh, I th- I mean, we kind of had a conversation about this in the past about handle material. Um, like the handle, if you had a batch of knives go out that had a, a questionable handle material. And we talked about mm. you know having letting allowing the customers to come back to you. But if you think that the heat treat's way off, um, you know there, it's one thing if it's like a point or two off. But if it's you know dead soft compared to what you normally should be sending, or you accidentally sent out a bunch of knives that weren't even heat treated, yeah, like you got to get on that shit. <laughs> you got to figure that out. Um, and fortunately for me, I've actually I have because most of my stuff is made out of Damascus. I can actually see the difference uh, between something that's been properly heat treated and something that hasn't. And there, there was a li- knife in the last year that I was finishing up. I was really excited about it. I had started it a long time ago, but something funky happened in the heat treat, and there were some soft spots like in the middle of the blade in the Damascus. And I was like. Well, that fucking sucks because it was basically done. I had hand sanded it, etched it, marked it, or marked it and etched it, and it was in the last steps of etching where I saw Oof. that there are these dead, like kind of like these soft spots, and I was like, "Well, that's not going out to anybody ever." And it's something you just gotta bite the bullet, and you know, the last thing I guess something to take into consideration is like, okay, so say you you leave it for customers to get back to you and, and, and you leave it to them to kind of basically call the complaint department and say, something's weird ha- with this knife. Um, you're also- Let's do that. Let's do that. Are we ready? Hello? Wait, who's calling? Wait, who's, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm- hello. Hello. This is our complaint department. How can I help you? <laughs> yeah, I just got this. I, I, I got this knife a few weeks back and I've been using it like crazy and it gets dull like every so single it's, time. It's, it's break it. <laughs> <laughs> It's gone. It's gone. Cole's gone. I'm afraid. 
Uh, fucking complaint <laughs> that department. Was, that was really great, Craig. Have you? I feel like you've definitely done that before. <laughs> and the mother-in-law calls. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll call you later. I'm in, I'm in a tunnel, but I'm calling you in your house. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. But you don't want people basically like word of mouth or people going out somewhere out in the world. And honestly, you know, I just it, it scares me that or the thought concerns me of people basically bad mouthing or I guess not necessarily bad mouthing if it's a shitty product product. But they're, they only bad mouth the, you if you don't take care of it. Like if true. you have a problem and you call them up. And someone, I always say, if you have a problem, I stand behind it 100%. Sure. They're not going to badmouth you if – they're not going to just badmouth you without – you know, if they're going to badmouth you if you, like, say, well, go fuck yourself. It's your knife now. Mm. Right. You know? That's a good point. And I guess I do the same thing too, um, I, you know, when I'm in, in communication with somebody as well as part of the whole, like, warranty of the knife. Um, so it's it basically covered – you know, it covers – it's like a standard warranty that covers craftsmanship, and if there's any flaws or issues, and people, I, you know, people are encouraged to get back to me, and I'll do whatever I can to take care of it. If there's if there's actually a problem, um, if it's like, oh, my carbon steel blade is taking is staining, it's like, well, yeah, no shit, it's carbon steel. Yeah, um, but if it's one. it's something outside of that, then you know we figure it out. Yeah. But fortunately, that hasn't happened. What are you doing, Jeff? You just sent out a bunch of your signature series. And that the heat treat wasn't right. What are you doing? Should, do you want to do the phone ring and I'll I'll call you up? Who am I meant to be? I'm, I'm the customer. Yeah, you're the customer. Okay. Uh, hello. Um. <clears throat> um. Hi. This. Who is the, Who is this? <laughs> who is this? <laughs> this, this is my. Uh, hi, I'm Jeff Vader. I'm. A, I'm a knife maker. How are you? I'm good. Are you t- first of all, you're trying to sell me something, or I, what's, well, I, what's going on? I here? already sold you something. I sold you a knife. Ah, oh, that Jeff, Jeff Fader knives. Yeah. I remember. I remember. Yes, yeah. I, well, I use that knife to open buckets of buckets of paint. Oh, it's a bloody oh. good knife that one. <laughs> well, um, you have to brace yourself. Something happened. Oh, oh really? Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm, okay. I'm sorry to say that. Um, I have a. I have a very. I'm. I'm very ill. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling to let me know. <laughs> I mean, will these knives go up in value once you've expired? What's what's what's, what's the deal? I, I can't talk right now. I'm on the way to the hospital. <laughs> but this has nothing to do with knives. I just need someone to talk to. <laughs> this is why I never pick up the phone, Jeff. That was perfect. And scene. Perfect. <laughs> Role playing. On C, all you flea bag knife, all you flea bag podcast, you can't do that shit. God. That was great. Okay. The next one comes from, <laughs> the next one comes from Joel, Joe Egbert. <laughs> Joe Egbert. <laughs> well, I got to hold, I got to pull it together. Okay. Blacksmithing and knife making. <laughs> In my mind, I'm thinking everything now. This is going to be role-playing. Uh, blacksmith and knife-making is my hobby, and I make no money from it. 
When I want to buy a new, new tools, it's typically a fight with my wife about spending money on another tool. Why did you buy another hammer? You already have so many hammers. To be clear, I make enough money in different jobs that, I, that were financially stable. The money isn't an issue. Any tips on how you can balance my desire for new tools with her wanting the money to go to other places? If you're in my situation and you came across a good deal on a tool, would you just pull the trigger pull the trigger and deal with the anger later slash, you know, like bigger anvil, bigger post vice, welder, press, power hammer. Thanks for the great show. Oof. Um, Morocco, do you want to go first? <laughs> One of you go first. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, back. I'm, I'm, I can completely see where you're coming with this because I have like so many hobbies and each one of them is a potential rabbit hole for just buying shit. And I'm terrible of, you know, I, I, I'm into something and I just want to buy everything to do with that thing. And I'll, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm worst. Um, so what I find I do is, um, give myself like a, a budget of, you know, you know, per month I can spend this on that. Um, and then you can either buy yourself lots of like little things or, you know, save up that budget, you know, for that one bigger purchase. Um, it's the only way to do it. And, you know, you, obviously in a nice situation, we said money isn't the issue. Um, but I, I know what it, I know what you mean when there's packages being delivered every day and your wife is like, what have you been buying today? And I'm like, oh, nothing, it's fine. You know, run to the toilet and open it and hope she doesn't see you. <laughs> you have to back people up and let them know that that's what you do. People don't realize. That's, that's basically what he I do, gets yeah. pack Craig gets packages and takes them to open them in the bathroom. So not to, yeah. he just goes gets the mail and goes to the bathroom yeah that's the only i mean if if you're happy spending the money and getting the stuff you know great um but you know if it's causing a problem maybe just give yourself a budget and you know work that way i don't know i don't like fights about money no i don't also like to have to like you want something and then you're just like well that's a little more than expected but this is a deal that comes up i can only imagine what goes through the mind of chris zepp chris zeppieri i mean it's like <laughs> it must be just like or even jimmy Duresta for christ's sakes i mean those guys are just like you know like must have like incredible anxiety about it ultimately i actually have a friend of mine who was scottish and he used to every time he'd buy something he would sweat profusely that's that's the Scottish trait that is. That's what is they it? Do. Oh yes, yeah, they're known for it. I yeah. I was always I, so I'd see him and it looked like he'd just gone for a run, and it was just like he just <laughs> bought like a set of speakers or something like that. And then one day he was just sopping wet, and I was just like, "What did you buy?" And he's like, "Bought a Mercedes." I'm like, "Oh, okay, I see." But it was like it was so funny because it was like you know he would sweat profusely when he bought when he spent money. Oh Jesus! Wow. <laughs> Um, Morocco, I mean, do you ever go down sort of rabbit holes of things where you just like, there's so much stuff to buy and you just want it all now? Um, what's your attitude when it comes to stuff like that? I mean, sure, there's tons of stuff I would love to get, but honestly, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just got to keep it reined in because the reality of being able to just buy whatever you want, I mean, I'm that's at least that's personally not where I'm at. And and I also, you know, I really try to think, like, sure, it's cool, or, you know, it seems like everybody's got one, or I want one too, but it's like, I got to take a step back. Like, I would love to have an end mill. Um, you know, they, they're great tools. Um, mm. They're great for facing materials and making all kinds of cool stuff. 
Um, but the reality is like, do I actually need an end mill? How often will I actually use an end mill? You know, how long is it going to take to kind of replenish that amount of money that went into purchasing said, you know, anywhere from three to $6,000 machine. And so hmm, I hear Jeff, I have, is Jeff here's a dilemma. No, no, I'm still fucking laughing about the last thing. The I, I had to mute myself for a while. <laughs> like have the giggles. But here's a scenario. Here's a scenario for you, Mareko. Okay. You get a call from a friend, yeah. and he's got to get rid of his Anyang. Brand okay. new, never got, never had a chance to use it, and he's willing to part with it for like three grand. Wow. Something like that. Okay. Something sure. like a great deal. Yeah. It's almost too good of a deal to pass up. Okay. But it's a lot of money. $3,000 is a lot of money. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. You know, what do you do? You might not get a better deal than that. Right, right. Yeah. That's I'm, one of the things. I think that that's what this guy gets. Like, anvils are a perfect example because it's like sometimes, you know, they're going to, something, it's going to go and you're going to get a great deal on it. Yeah. I, you know, I'd really have to figure it out then. I think if I, if that, I mean, I, for me, an Anyang would be great. I would love to have an Anyang. I don't have a hammer at the shop and three thousand, even 3,500, 4,000 would be a great value. Um, and so, yeah, we could either, then that's when, you know, I sit down with my wife, who's part of the business and we discuss it and figure out what our options are. Um, and you know, even if not potentially taking a small loan, like a small business loan to get the equipment, uh, I think they also do like small business, like equipment loans and shit like that. Um, you know, maybe trying to just work something out with the person directly, especially if they don't have the capital to, to drop on that right at that moment. Um, but again, like, but but that's something I could really use, if right? It's, yeah, mm. yeah, so. yeah. If that brings extra value to your yeah. business, right, yeah, for sure, yeah. But then yeah. you have to see. I think he's having the problem. He's having the problem of having to like justify it to his wife, who's not really part of his hobby, because he's he's already mm. he's said it's his hobby, and then all of a sudden these anvils show up, and you know she's you know he's buying all the sorts of hammers from Sunset Forge and all that. Right. So he's just, she's like, you need another hammer? I mean, my wife said it to me once. She's like, you need another hammer? I'm like, of course. Are you kidding me? You know the difference <laughs> between a two-pound hammer and a three-pound hammer? Are you nuts? Come on, man. Well, and maybe he sets it up to where the business, everything he makes with his hobby of knife making, all that money goes towards paying for these tools, and then it's not an right. issue. The The business is paying mm -hmm. for it, and, and it's not coming out of the family funds. Yeah. That's that's a drag. That's a drag when you guys aren't when people aren't on the same page. Yeah, yeah. It's just being yeah. It's, it's, as blunt as this sounds, it's just just needing to be an adult about it all, really. And you know, there's you know. Do you yeah. want to role play the the, the the conversation, Craig? Um, I think I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm. Okay, you I'll, could be the wife. <laughs> I'll be the wife. I'll be the wife. You call okay. me and tell me you you've got this amazing deal. <clears throat> Oh, hello. hey, baby, it's me. Uh, listen, <laughs> listen, I know we... I'm listening. <laughs> what are you buying now, you little bastard? <laughs> I know we were going to go out to dinner tonight, but something came up. I'm here with Paul Pinto and Chris Cash and Chris Zeppieri, and we're going to go pick up an anvil. Are these real Are these real people? These, these names don't sound real they, to me. Uh, listen, trust me, they're real, and we're going to go pick up an anvil. I found this anvil for sale. It's super cheap. Is that okay? A what? An anvil. 
You know the you know they're, they're big steel blocks and one's got a pointy end and they you drop it on the road runner. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, grow up, you little prick! <laughs> and there we go. That'll 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 do. That'll and do scene. It. All right, we're done with we're done with that. That is per- Once in a while, we gotta slip in, slip that one in. <laughs> Some role play. <laughs> Spice it up a bit, you know. <laughs> I like how you talk to your husband, you little prick. You little prick. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want, you little prick? (laughs) Do we... Excuse me. My chest. Do we have any more dilemmas? Uh, Yes. Um... They're all... A lot of them are very long. Why don't we go back to questions and we'll... uh... You know, let's okay, go back to yeah. Some of them are too long. Okay, where are we? Um, Fleetwood Knives says, Hey guys, uh, sorry for misspelling Craig's name last time. I um, hope I'm not disqualified. Uh, here's my question I've seen some knives that use part of the decarb from heat treat as a visual element on the blade to give it a very rustic texture. What are your opinions on doing that, and is there any disadvantage? Um, so, I mean, Jeff, you do that, don't you? At the top of the, the top of your grinds, so you sometimes leave a little bit of decarb up there to give it a bit of sort of. Well, it's not de- decarb; it's mill scale. The um, mill, sorry, mill the, scale. Yes, yeah. I like 440C has a lot of like that kind of dimpling look, and sometimes I can even yeah. accentuate it with a wire brush. Um, and it's like this; it's just this natural transition that I like. Um, I haven't had any problems with it being any you know ineffective or anything like that but it's been you know it's a great transition from a you know the satin finish to this kind of gray modeled um mm. mill scale flat part before it hits the bolster i always thought that, that was my favorite part of the the knife honestly but um i haven't really noticed that it being a, a problem i mean if you leave all if you leave like flaky scale on it <clears throat> it's going to oh, yeah, probably be a problem when you glue it up but like uh, that's why a lot of guys sandblast their knives just to kind of get mm. all the stuff that could come off off. Um, yeah. I think the sandblaster is probably more effective than a wire wheel, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Morocco, any any sort of scars of the heat treating that you leave it on the blade? Yeah. So it sounds like. All right, so are you interpreting this as the forged texture or the actual? That, that's what I saw. I mean, he uses the word decal, but I, sure. I assume he doesn't mean you know a flake of you know. Right. So you know. what I when I heard that question, what I was hearing is the actual like even if you grind the steel clean, if you etch especially carbon steel, um, that's been forged and then heat treated, you can still see parts of the steel. They'll they'll show up kind of like mottled and cloudy. Um, that and, and that is the decarbed decarb layer. Um, and I have seen that on knives. People use that intentionally as part of the overall aesthetic. And I actually, I dig it. I think it's cool. Um, and if you do it right, then it's not going to affect the performance of the tool. Because honestly, if the knife is being forged in any way, shape, or form, even if it's not being forged, honestly, if it's being heat treated in a, in a kiln that has any oxygen in it, you're going to develop a decarb layer. What most people do is they work or they, they account for that decarb layer so that when they're grinding and cleaning up the knife after heat treat, uh, especially if it's going to get etched in any way, 
um, if especially you know like Damascus, um, then you don't they account for that decarb layer so that when you get to that etching process, you don't see any of that decarb um, because it it doesn't necessarily look very attractive. But what I've seen people do is forge really close to dimension and then and then go through their heat treating process and then but they leave enough material at the edge so that when they grind in the bevel for the edge or even doing a little bit of grinding on the faces um you can see that decarb and it looks like it looks like um somebody has done a sand mine but it's all mono steel so it's like it's like doing a sand mine in a way without welding any other material on it's just all in controlling the the forge thickness and or the the thickness of the material after forging uh, and whatnot, and I think it's a, I think it's a really, uh, it's an impressive technique, uh, and very cool looking, or it can look really cool. I've seen really good examples, mm. but uh, you know, I'm sure there's, I've, I've come across decarbon my own stuff that I catch, like I said, uh, like late in the, etch, like the, basically the very end of the knife making process, and it looks like dog shit because it's just like this weird splotch of material that's etching completely different from everything else and then you have to go back into the machine and basically dig it out um hopefully without ruining the knife and then go back through the hand signing and everything else so if you is that you can do it like with intention <clears throat> sometimes when you see it, it almost look like a little orange peel like there's like a orange peel texture almost sometimes no, so it's not even the texture like it can be ground through uh the te the texture on the surface can be ground off clean and then, but still below that, the, there's decarb material, um, and it looks it, it like it looks like uh, like mild steel cladding on a sand mine, is what it looks like. And honestly, if you think about it, what it is, it's it's the surface material has been decarburized, so it's a lower carbon, so it actually has higher ductility, and so it does kind of act like a jacket on your material. Um, you've just treated it in a way so that's still there in the finished piece. Hmm. Yeah. If, 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 for example, uh, the, the, if anybody wants to try to find examples, the DeRozier, Adam DeRozier's, uh, I think he's actually at DeRozier's Adam on Instagram. Um, he has a few blades a while back, maybe a year back, that he did that has some of that decarb aesthetic, and it looks fucking rad to me. I love it. Cool. Um, where are we? Um, Mareko, do you want to take the next one? Yes. All right. This is from Entiat River Forge. He says, how many years do you have to be bladesmithing before you can get knife slash forging related tattoos without looking like a complete douche? <laughs> what do you guys think? <sighs> Jeff, you got some. Oh, you got you're um, the painted man over there. I Do you have any blades <laughs> on you, yes. Jeff? Feel really? free to free, feel free to be a douche at any level. I I I mean, there's really being a douche is part of the part of the game. So feel free. <laughs> I got I got a, I actually had a, I uh, the the, the uh, young man who did my uh, logo. His name was Dean, and he's such a great artist. I've known him since he was 16, and I I put him in a couple of art shows, and he I ended up. <clears throat> helping him get an apprenticeship with my uh my uh, tattoo parlor and he became really he's become a, just a really great tattooist <clears throat> and uh famous you get he's becoming famous in new york and he's just a great kid and he's just incredibly talented 
and he said to me, look, I'm starting to tattoo, but I need some, I need some guinea pigs, really. And I said, you can you tattoo, you can go ahead, I'll, I'll be one of your, so I was like his fourth tattoo he'd ever given. Oh, wow. And he put it on the underarm of my underarm, and he just wanted to do the, the, uh, the knife logo from the original Fader Knives thing. He was fucking nervous, and it made me uncomfortable, and it was uncomfortable. But at the same time, I was like, well, like give the kid a, you know, let the kid you know, learn something. I had enough tattoos that just, like, you, sh- you can shove one on and not a big deal. But, uh, yeah, I've seen people get, people get, <laughs> I've seen people get some, some bad tattoos. Some bad, ass, some bad ones, some badass ones, some bad ones. Just, you're on your own. You're on your own. It's like, <laughs> you're on your own. Yeah, D- don't take our advice about whether you yeah. should uh, get a permanent mark put on your I, on your body. I have, <laughs> yeah. I have a fear. I have a, <clears throat> pardon me. I have a like a system for getting to. I used to when I was younger. My my when I wanted to get my first tattoo, I wanted to get when I when I was like fifteen, I wanted a tattoo bad, and then I I the first one I got, I basically I had the beforehand, I had the design. And then I decided I was going to sit with it for six months. And at the end of six months, if I still want it, then think, consider it. So that's that's the move. But now I'm just like, what? You want some – how about some arrows with a – how about a tiger with some arrows sticking out of it? Yeah, sure. Why the fuck not? You know, I'm, I'm now at that point where it's like, you know, yeah, give them hell. Yeah. Whatever you want. Whatever. Orange, yeah. lime, sliced with a knife. Yeah, go ahead. The fuck do I care? Okay, right, let's do one more, and, and then maybe, uh, Jeff and Marekko, you can tell me all about your grinder. Um, this next one is from uh, Kuto Urso um, Knife Company, uh, and this one's for, for me. This one's for Craig. When you 3D print your prototypes, do you print the basic shape, or do you do all the scale and bevel? Uh, for example, for the pocket knife, do you print the mechanism? Um, yes, um, and it's particularly handy for doing that, that style of knife, um, and I do the mechanism. Um, it it does mean you do need a, a, a decent printer. I've had a bunch of 3D printers over the years, and some you spend half your time just setting up the printer. Um, but um, yeah, get yourself something decent. And I mean, I'm getting tolerances of about 0.2 of a millimeter, so they're pretty much, you know, as good as I could grind almost. You know, they're they're they're, they're pretty good. But um. Yeah, uh, with regards to bevels, I tend not to 3D print bevels in anymore um, just because it just slows things down a lot and you need to put in scaffolds and all that kind of stuff and it can just be, just be a bit of a pain. Um, but what I do is actually show a bevel line in, in the 3D print. So when you're looking at it, you can see exactly where the bevel line would be. Um, scales print separately um, and I, I'll still use real, you know, real pins or real uh, bolts. Um, put them all together as as if it's the real thing and it's great you get to feel it in the hand the only difference is the weight that's the only difference that you'll find um so yeah i'm a, I'm a big fan of big fan of doing that particularly with you know with what i do where i get uh, you know stuff laser cut out so i'll get you know sometimes a few hundred cut at a time so it's just it's just making sure that everything exactly how you want it um you know it, it makes a lot of sense so yeah, get yourself. Um, I mean, I've, I use Prusa printers. I've got, I've got two of them here now, and they just they, they work better than like a normal desktop paper printer that you'd find. You know, that you print you you print you print letters on. They work more reliable than that. They're they're awesome. Just turn them on, 
press print and you're away. They they work. So yeah, big fan of Prusa printers. But um, yeah, I, I yeah I I do you know um, I do the scale separately. Um, um, yeah, as I said, the only thing I don't do that you've mentioned there, it really is the bevel. I used to, but I just find that there's no real point because they're never going to be working knives anyway. Um, but I will print in a bevel line so you can see where it is. There we go. So, guys, tell me all about your, your grinder. Well, damn. Love that Broadbeck Ironworks 2x72 grinder. It's so versatile. It goes vertically. It goes horizontally. I love the big platen, but I love even more the Mareco platen, the deep dish platen, not the deep dish. Wait, wait that, wait that, wait that. You be Vince, okay? You be Vince. <clears throat> hey, hello? Hello, um, I'm looking for a grinder. I wonder if you can help me. I would love to sell you my Broadbecker. I don't think this is a good idea. I, w- I had some jokes I wanted to do, but I don't think I'm going to do them now. It, it, I, I, I can't handle that. I mean, we need to make sure okay. that we give Broadbeck the great, the great deserve, the thing that it deserves. The, the, the Mareco Deep Platin is awesome. I use it today, and it's just awesome. And then now, I don't know if through the 27th, they're having their uh, Black Friday sales. The 29th, to go actually. It goes to the 29th. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. Ends we'll take it today. away. We'll take it away. This episode ends, is, is coming out Monday, the 29th, and uh, the sale ends today. So don't sleep on the sale because they have some massive deals, and they're super mega deal. Uh, you can save up to $540 on the super mega package, and that will get you wow. the small wheel, the 8-inch contact wheel, the buffer arm, the integral grinding platen the you can uh let's see the the slack belt platen the disc and you can do a free upgrade to the Morocco platen and that's for 3565 which is a map like that's that's at least three four machines in one shop um and then and then they also if you're needing a little bit simpler setup uh they got you covered with the uh the premium plus grinder which is 2735 and that comes with the slack belt the small wheel the eight inch radius and the flat platen uh, which you can also do a free upgrade uh, to the marco platen jeff do you know you need to use promo code knife talk to get that marco platen upgrade just knife talk yeah just knife talk and then lastly they have they're doing a hundred dollars off the surface surface grinding attachment which is a really sweet deal so yeah definitely Stop thinking about it. The sale ends today, November 29th. Um, and they want to, you know, I mean, honestly, I wish <laughs> when I was first starting that they they were around doing this then because I would have happily have paid uh, th- that price. It is a very reasonable price um, for that much flexibility in a machine. There we go. There we go. Well, look, we've got you discounts on your, your kiln. We've got your discounts on abrasives. We've got your discounts on tools, anything else you need as a knife maker, even your sandpaper, a grinder. The only thing we're missing really is steel. So why not get the best steel? Get your Dharma Steel from dharmasteel.se, um, which, you know, we talked about this. We talked about this last the last time we did the Dharma Steel Chef Imitational. It's, it's just, they just awesome, awesome steels making beautiful, beautiful knives. And you can get 10% off by using Knife Talk 10 if you register for an account at dharmasteel.se. Just get on the website, look how beautiful their steels are and the patterns that they have, and I'm sure you'll be convinced you'll want to buy it anyway. There we go. I think that's a show. We're sort of an hour and a half in. Um, I'm supposed to... We've got a new bit, which I'm happy with. <laughs> I'm supposed... I'm... Going forward. I, I have to give my, my... I have to... 
you didn't remind me. I'm gonna I'm gonna give oh, yeah, some moral, moral encouragement. Inspiration. Oh yes, I thought that's gonna be in the after show. No, the okay. after show we have okay. to talk recipes. We have to talk turkey. Or okay. we should. Oh, okay, okay. Give us some. Um, I'm, I'm trying to come up with what, what music I have here as as a, as a background. You don't have to. Um, maybe. All right, listen. No, this sounds. <laughs> no, too, too, it makes me makes me want to rush through it, guys. This is the beginning stages of the holiday season. This is the beginning. So some of you are probably having a great time with your families. You're going to parties. You're thinking about presents, and this is not meant for you. I'm thinking about the guys who may have overcommitted <laughs> to themselves. They've made too many promises. They've decided I'm going to make some money at this business and I'm going to really try to dig deep and make as many knives as I can or meet all the customer demands that I can. This is championship season. This isn't holiday season. This is championship season. You should be, I'm waking up at four o'clock in the morning with a little bit like, I wonder if I have enough steel. I wonder if I can make my deadlines. I wonder if I can, you know, if I have enough sandpaper. Did I order enough sandpaper? Did I order enough abrasive belts? This is the time for action. And I, you got to make the mess. And sometimes making the mess is good. And I believe in you. And it's all important stuff to make the mess, get all your stuff done, and be stressed. It's okay. That's it. I believe in you. That's my inspirational thing. Very inspirational. Go crack some ass. Beat some, beat some ass. Sand. Listen, pull some hair out. It's fine. You can do it. <laughs> I'm with that. That's a show. (laughs) This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold it together next time we do fucking, fucking, <laughs> you made me laugh so hard. I had to mute myself because I was like fucking giggling for like the next 30 minutes. <laughs> you little prick. We need to use that sparingly. I oh, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, once maybe, or twice. maybe once or twice a show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's fun. it. That's the key. Uh, <laughs> that was good. So what are you guys doing for, for Thanksgiving? What are you up to? It's what tomorrow. Are you up to, it's tomorrow, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow uh, we're going. So uh, it's just, I think I mentioned this last week, but um, it's just my wife, myself, my kiddo, and my in laws. And uh, the rest of, like, my, we, part of the reason we moved back to where we're at is because so much, or basically my whole wife's side of the family is here. Um, but they are doing away, away, or Thanksgiving away this year. Um, with their respective partners' families, um, so it's very small. Uh, I'm doing. I'm brining. Actually, I'm wet brining a turkey as we speak. This is my first time brining a turkey. Sorry, not a whole turkey, just the turkey breast. Um, so sadly, no dark meat. Um, but it should be nice and tasty. Uh, I did a very basic brine of, uh, you know, water, salt, brown sugar, um, and. And then uh, and, and then I added some rosemary, um, uh, some fresh rosemary, peppercorns, orange peel, and orange juice or, or juice from the oranges, um, some clove. Uh, what else? Allspice. I think that's basically it. That's a festive ass breast right there. Yeah. So I mean, for all like I said, this is the first time I've done it, uh, and doing something for the first time is not necessarily the best thing to do for like 
a big dinner or something like that. So I fingers are crossed that it turns out good, but for all I know, it's going to turn out to be shit. Um, Why? Which is, Why do you think it's going to turn out to be I, shit? I just, I don't know. I just never done it before. And You'll so, be fine. Fingers be crossed. Fine. Otherwise, turkeys are easy. People yeah. get too crazy. Yeah. Well, and I think brining the turkey is also going to make it really easy. Um, I started it actually this morning, so um, I'm pulling it out of the brine tomorrow morning because you don't want to overbrine. From what I've read, it makes the meat kind of mushy, Tough. almost like an emulsified meat, like a hot dog or something like that. Not what I'm looking for. Um, so then I'll actually let the I'll, I'll pull it out, let it dry off, and hopefully the the skin will get nice and dry before we roast it later that evening, so it gets nice and crackly and and delicious and uh nice. yeah i'll be basting it with some butter don't overcook it or undercook it you don't want the turkey trough <laughs> right don't you know the, this the don't skin thing is trust. you know one thing if you wanted to get the skin crispy is some guys they'll leave they'll salt the they'll they'll dry it off salt it the night before even sure. if you after you brine it and then leave it open in the refrigerator yep like uncovered yeah. and that kind of tightens the skin up yeah but the turkey skin thing is bullshit you know oh, really? it really is because after you let it, once you get a nice crispy skin, it's going to rest for an hour and it's going to turn into shit. It's going to kind of turn into, <laughs> That's a good it's point. not going to be crispy anymore. <laughs> yeah. Baggy. Everyone, yeah. everyone, you know, you, 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 there's all these different ways to cook it. But the the real thing is, is I was talking on your Instagram, somebody was talking about, you know, tenting the breast. Sometimes you put aluminum foil. That doesn't really, I mean, that doesn't really do anything except prevent the skin from kind of crisping up. But who gives a shit? Because it's going to be, you know, mush by the time it's dinner. You're resting it for like half an hour to an hour anyway. Right. No, that's you know? Know. Yeah. And actually, There's I forgot one... about the resting period. So thank yeah. you for reminding I mean, me of that. <laughs> the only person who, who who got the skin right is the is the father from Christmas Story, where he's picking at it all at all you know while it's while it's you know still coming oh, yeah. out of the oven. That's the only time you need a cr- yeah. skin because I mean. You by the time someone carves it up and puts it on your plate and then puts the gravy on it, you, it's like it's like shoe. It's like this. It's this gelatinous disgustingness. It's not yeah. delicious, particularly <laughs> particularly turkey skin as well. Yeah. I mean, chicken skin it can be delicious, but yeah, turkey skin is always a bit. Yeah. I mean, so Morocco, you 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 enjoy cooking. You always, you, I mean, we always mention this uh, that you always do the cooking for Christmas and New Year anyway. Um, is that sort of relied upon now? Is it mentioned or is it just like? So do you have the conversation? Who's going to be doing the cooking? Or is it everybody knows no, I, it's Morocco's job? Let's <laughs> not mention it. I think uh, so. Like next year, it's, it'll be Thanksgiving with the whole family together. Um, and it's funny, my wife and her siblings—they do not cook, but all of their respective partners, um, including myself, all do cook. So we, when we get together, we are the ones that do the cooking somehow. In some way, shape, mm. or form, we usually communicate with each other and, and try to figure out, you know, all right, who's going to cover this, that, and the other thing, and we kind of share the burden. Mm. But otherwise, um, so my wife and her family got a sweet deal out of <laughs> their kids getting married or, or their siblings getting married. Everybody else does the <laughs> cooking. Uh, no, but it's good because we actually, you know, like I, like you said, we enjoy doing that, and it's it's kind of our. If you want to get cheesy, it's like our love language in a way. We like doing this thing to like yeah. show that you care about somebody. Um, off, especially when the load is shared, it's not as laborious and kind of stressful, and so that makes it more fun too. Mm. So, but I'm I'm doing nice. all the cooking tomorrow. Um, so, but you know, the, once you get the turkey going, everything else is actually pretty straightforward and easy. I'm I'm roasting some Brussels sprouts with some uh, pork belly and Parmesan. Or actually, I'm going to use manchego, 
And then um, I think I'm also going to just do some simple mashed potatoes. I might do a stuffing. Um, we're keeping it really simple. Probably going to do some canned yeah. cranberry sauce. Nice. I do like the canned Did cranberry I, Jeff, sauce. What's, what's happening in the well, Fader household? I got to tell you, the, you know, one of the reasons why I went to culinary school was back in the day when, before my wife and I were married, they invited me to – my in-laws invited me and, and – and, they knew that my dad, my dad and I cooked a lot. So I mean, we were cooking, and 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 Hillary's mother said, "Would you, would you make the turkey?" I'm like, "I'd love to." And I and I like, I spent time with my dad talking about what I should do, and you know, keeping it simple. And I wanted, to, I said, I got to impress the parents, and you know, I got to make sure that this, um, they're in charge of Thanksgiving turkey. So he and he kind of he and I kind of worked out what we we're gonna do, and I get out there, and then I make working on the turkey, and and. Hillary's mom was, you know, getting stressed out about the time, and I planned it out to come out exactly at the right time. And she says, "I think it's, I think the turkey's done." I said, "Don't open the, don't open the door, don't open the oven door." And she says, "But it's, we're getting, it's getting late. The, the turkey has to be done." And I said, "The turkey's not done. It, it's not done." And she kept opening the door. I said, y- "Please, you, you have to stop opening the door. You're never going to get this thing fucking cooked. You can open the door every <laughs> five minutes to check it. You, every time you open the door, you lose all the heat." Yeah. I said, don't open the door. She kept opening the door. Oh my God. So then all of a sudden, you know, an hour later, she goes, all right, we're sitting down for dinner now. Pull the turkey out. And I said, you're making a mistake. And she said, it's done. And I said, it's not done. You're making a mistake. And she said, all right, pull it out. I pulled it out. We let it rest for 20 minutes. I cut it open. It was like an abattoir. It was like, Oof. it was <laughs> like, and I looked at her and she looked at me and I said, telling you it wasn't done and then we ended up we ended up cutting it up and putting it back in the oven you know oh, and it wow. was like and then i went to culinary school and then when i graduated i made a joke to my wife saying i'm going to hang this del- every time i come to cook at their house i'm going to use this diploma like a like a badge like a sheriff's badge like don't <laughs> i'm don't, professional don't yeah. do don't pull don't pull the turkey on me now i'm telling you when it's not done it's not done so that was, but uh, Thanksgiving is my wife's favorite holiday, and I'm like, you know, I don't fuck around. So we're gonna do, uh, I, and I, I befriended the butcher at one of our supermarkets, and he, and he got me a kosher turkey. Which kosher chickens, kosher turkeys. If you if you if you're not getting a heritage bird, if you're not getting a farm raised bird, there's not you get you're getting uh, the best bird you can get is a is a is a um, kosher turkey because they're they're kind of brined anyway. So I got a I got one. Uh, and then we're going to just salt and pepper, uh, hit it hard, f- start it at 500, drop it down at 300, you know, f- whatever. We're going to pull it out at 165, you know, in the thigh. I'm not going to fuck around too much with it. And, and I put a little, put it on like a wire rack, and then I have stuff underneath, like vegetables and a little bit of white wine and stuff and to make the gravy. And then, yeah, it's, it's, I cannot fuck, I cannot fuck the turkey up. It's like my wife's favorite holiday. So, um, I keep it simple, so. Yeah. Do you put more effort into a Thanksgiving dinner than you would a Christmas dinner? Yes, because we don't really wow. do a lot of Christmas dinner. Christmas dinner is not like set. This is like Thanksgiving is a set meal. Hmm, so okay. it's like, and my wife really, I mean, this is her legitimately of all holidays. This is her favorite holiday. So they actually, they had the day off today. So Hillary and Lila were making crack pies and they were making um pumpkin pies and all these fucking pies and so it's a kind of a big production in our house nice 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 
And then, hmm. well, we don't we don't get that over here, unfortunately. So it's uh, it's a normal week. So when um, do you eat turkey? Yeah. Christmas. And and in fact, it's 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 slightly different in France than it is in the UK. So um, in the in in the UK, Christmas dinner is is turkey, all the trimmings and all the rest of it. Um, in France, it's generally Christmas Eve evening when they have the big festive dinner, um, and then Christmas Day is a much sort of lighter day, you know, and you know people you know tend to go out for walks and all that kind of stuff as we'd normally do on Boxing Day in the UK. So yeah, it's it's slightly different. So we get the best of both worlds. So we have, we do it French and we do it the British wow. way. Nice. So we have yeah we we are fully stuffed uh, <laughs> over those two days. So yeah, but we're not going to be in our house this year. We're we're in a we're in a rented house. But um, it has got a beautiful kitchen. It's got a massive sort of big farmhouse kitchen with a huge table right down the middle. So it's gonna be it's gonna be quite festive actually. But uh, yeah, it just won't be the same not being our own. But. No. Um, no, it's going to be cool. It's going to be calm. Looking I have to, to say that I'm more excited about the, fr- the the Friday after Thanksgiving because I'm going to go. Uh, my friend from high school uh, got tickets for us to see the Knicks play the Suns at Madison Square Garden. But beforehand, he's like, where do you want to eat? I'm like, I don't know. What do you want to eat? He's like, I want to go to Keen's Steakhouse. I'm like, oh, fucking K. It's a classic a New York stri- uh, steakhouse. So I haven't been to a steak. I haven't been to a steakhouse, and I mean, we're legit. I mean, the last steakhouse I was at was at Peter Luger's, and that was like almost twenty years ago. So I'm oh wow, super wow. duper excited about going to get some go to a steakhouse and then go watch the Knicks. That's a New York thing to do. Nice. What you what you choosing in the steakhouse? I, what's, what's your good? Cut? That's a good question because I'm gonna go for something that I don't cook or I can't cook. So I'm going mm. prime rib. Because yes. prime rib is like I'm not gonna fucking roast the whole prime rib. I mean, I did that one time when I was younger for for a party, but it was like I'm never gonna get the chance to do that again. So I'm, if I'm gonna get something, I'm gonna get something that's hard for me to cook at home. Mm. So I'm gonna get a prime rib. Nice. That's the plan, at least. Nice. Sauced or just? I think it's sauce on the side. I think this is the kind of place where it's sauce on the side, and then the sides are on the side. So we'll probably get hash browns and cream spinach, and you know that bullshit. You know. We'll see. What kind of but sauce is I'm, it? Is it like a horseradish? I would imagine it's probably going to be like a gravy. They probably have like okay. a horseradish sauce. I don't know. I didn't really look at the menu, but I would imagine like you know most of these steakhouses they'll put sauce on the side if they if you yeah. want it. You know the New York ones. So I am looking forward to that. It'll be fun. And then I'm going to see my sisters. I haven't seen them in three years, two years. Holy boy! So we're going to go see them in Long Island. That'll be fun. I'm going to cook for them too. Nice. So it's all about the food then this holiday. I'm, I've been a good boy. I've been a good boy, so it's gonna I'm like gonna I'm gonna take advantage of being let good. Let loose. Yeah. Let loose. Enjoy it. Right. Thank you all for listening. Um hope you've all had uh, a great Thanksgiving because by the time you hear this, it's all done. I hope you didn't get the turkey trots <laughs> and I hope your trousers still fit you. Thank you for listening. Bye for now. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 